0: Good morning. My name is Katie Pelham, and I'm a junior at Legacy Christian Academy. I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord from the letter to the Ephesians. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God invents for us to do. But before I dive into that, I want to tell a little story. When I was little, I loved arts and crafts. I loved drawing and painting and tie dyeing and building little houses out of popsicle sticks. But one of my old artworks stands out particularly in my mind. When I was probably about three or four years old, I had this butterfly coloring book that I loved. I spent hours drawing this one special butterfly that was so detailed. I spent so much time on it making sure I drew inside the lines, and I used all my favorite colors. When I finished, I was so proud of myself. Every time I looked at it, I was filled with pride, because it was my artwork. And when you're proud of something, what do you have to do? Show it off. So that's what I was doing. I ripped out the page for my coloring book and I started flaunting it all around the house. I was so happy that my work paid off and now I had this lovely artwork that I could share with everyone. Now this is where disaster strikes. My brother happened to be angry with me that day and I don't mean to expose him, but he saw how happy and proud I was of my butterfly and he snatched it from my hands and crumpled it up. I lost it. I started sobbing and screaming, and he's just standing there with a little smirk on his face that little kids get. I just remember being so distraught. I did not understand how my little butterfly creation could end up like that. So then my mom, being the amazing mother that she is, hears screaming and she comes in and she's like, oh honey, it's okay, like we can fix it. And she walks over to the printer and opens it up and puts the butterfly in and she stacks books on top of it in an attempt to flatten it out. In my mind though, it was useless. There was no point to try and fix my butterfly picture because it had been destroyed. This thing that I had worked so hard on was ruined in an instant. So I took it out of the printer and I threw it away. Now that I've told you this story, I want you to think about it on a little larger scale. God spends nine months forming us in our mother's womb. He says that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. He says that we are made in his image. He ordains the plans for our lives before we are even born. Referring back to my favorite verse, we are his handiwork. But then we are born into a sinful world and we become crumpled, just like my butterfly picture. We become liars and cheaters and stealers. And here's where the real differences in the story come into place. Instead of throwing us away like I did my butterfly drawing, God redeems us. Despite our fallenness and brokenness, God sacrificed his own son to die for our sins on the cross. I just love thinking about that because it's the ultimate illustration of God's love and mercy. If my crumpled up butterfly affected me that much, I can only imagine the heartbreak that happens when we turn away from God. God knows that we are sinners and that is why Jesus is the bridge from us to God. He is so perfect and holy, there is no way in our fallen state we could be with him. In his loving nature, God sees our slate wiped clean through the acceptance of Jesus as our savior. My mind cannot comprehend the grace, love and mercy that God has for his creation, especially in comparison to how quickly I lost confidence in my mini creation. Even though I know I have a heavenly father who created me in his image, it can still sometimes be hard to recognize that I was created for a purpose. Even harder than that is figuring out what my purpose truly is. As a high school student, It can be very overwhelming to determine where my purpose comes from. Between sports, grades, and friendship, it can feel like a constant pull of attention. Unfortunately, at times in my life, I've begun searching for purpose and worthless things and believing that sports stats or a letter grade is who I was at my core. I also used to believe that I was not very useful to God because I'm an introverted and not as out there as other people are. While I still struggle with this from time to time, My faith has helped me to realize that I am introverted simply because God created me that way. While it may not be in my nature to chat with every single person in the room, I can still have a heart full of mercy and work behind the scenes to further the kingdom of God. Gratitude has also helped me immensely with finding my purpose. I stopped looking at school, sports, and friendships as who I was, but rather things God placed in my life. I'm so grateful that I have been given responsibility and that I can be a good steward of the gifts he has given me. Even though it has been hard, I now know that my purpose is to serve God in any way he calls me to at any time. Ephesians 2.10 also talks about how we are created in him to do good works. When we recognize a need for a savior in our lives, we can turn towards God and perform acts of service to express the love of Christ to others. In fact, I grew up in this church and have been the person both on the receiving end of service and on the giving end of service. Being on the receiving end of service, I understand how important it is to be humble and serve others because people can bless your life exponentially even if they don't realize it. This church has also granted me many opportunities to serve others such as Appa Mystery Trip, VBS, and Choir Tour. On my trip to Appa, it was an extremely humbling experience to see all the hard work pay off. We had so many people throughout the town of Dublin, Texas stop and encourage us in our work and even provide cold water and sometimes even ice cream. At the house I was helping with, there was a little girl who lived there, and by the end of the week, she was outside following us around every day. She desperately wanted us to show us all her toys and the things that brought her joy. While she may not understand why fixing her house was an act of service, we were able to show her the love of God by simply listening to her and allowing her to watch us paint. When I see the labor of my hands directly impact God's children, I know I'm doing the right thing. On top of this, serving allowed me to recognize that being talkative is, and evangelizing to everyone I ever meet is not the only way to serve God. While evangelism is definitely important, I find my spiritual gifts are more useful in small, intimate conversations or through acts of service. I am so extremely grateful that there is a community here who wants to reach out and demonstrate the love of Christ to others as God first did to us. This church has shaped not only my spiritual upbringing, but also my character. As I leave today, I want you to remember a few things. The first one being that you are made uniquely in God's image. You are his creation and you have a purpose. The second being that he loves you more than you could ever comprehend. He wants a relationship with you and he sent his son to make it possible. The third is that as the church, we should go into the world and show the love of God to those around us, whether through service or through the spiritual gifts you have been blessed with. Thank you.
1: Hi, everyone. My name's Anjali, and I'm currently a junior at Plano East Senior High, and I don't know how I'm going to top Katie, but, you know, I'll give it a shot. (laughs) So, I've personally been coming to this church since I was a little kid, and it wasn't until I started attending the youth program that I felt that my faith has grown stronger. As many people know, junior year is a very hard academic year for any high schooler. And even though I was at home this year, my classes were not the exception. I'm currently taking four college-level classes. I'm specializing in some classes that will help me go into the medical field when I'm older. And I'm an active member of my student government. So to say I face scholastic adversity is an understatement. As a member of my student government, I'm constantly under a watchful eye, making sure I'm representing my school well. But on top of that, I still have my expectations to follow. Within the last year, all of our plans have gotten canceled or flipped upside down. As soon as the pandemic cases began to rise, my family and I had to quarantine for the foreseeable future. Because schools and businesses were shut down, I felt like I shut down too. The first month or so was okay because all my friendships were still alive and well. But that wasn't where my faith was challenged. That all happened in the beginning of September. At that time, that was when my classes started to pick up speed, and it was hard. I used to wake up at 7 a.m. every day to start my schoolwork, and I wasn't going to bed until 12 to 1 o'clock in the morning. At the time, I felt my faith was slipping away from me, and I had never had time to read my Bible or pray. At around November of that year, I started to struggle in my classes, and I was frustrated at myself, but I also was frustrated at God. I had never worked so hard in my classes before, and I started to blame God for that. I felt like forgetting the class material was a punishment for my lack of faith. And after failing an exam for my class, I dropped to the ground and started bawling. I was screaming, why me, Lord, and what did I do to deserve this? During this time, I felt like I was at a dangerously low point in my life, and I didn't know how to fix it. It was at this point where I had an intervention from God. My sister was home for the weekend, and after I unloaded all of the stress on her, she gave me a note. During one of her Bible classes in college, she was assigned to write to someone she loved. And obviously, she picked me, but that's because I'm the obvious best little sister in the world. (laughs) But within her notes, she wrote something that hit home for me. In her message, she said that everything happens for a reason, and when we start to plan our lives, it starts to crumble around us. This was an eye-opening experience for me, and I felt drawn to it in my Bible. This is when I stumbled across my scripture for my sermon today. I found this quote in John John chapter 13, verse 7, where we find Jesus washing his disciples' feet before the Last Supper. At the beginning of this chapter, Jesus mentions that that he knows that he will soon be leaving this world to go to sit at the Father. At this point, the devil had already entered Judas' heart. So at that moment, Jesus was compelled to go and get up from the table and wash the disciples' feet. Peter questioned him, and Jesus replied, You don't understand what I'm doing now, but you will understand later. After finding this verse in my Bible, I was open to new horizons in my faith, and I felt stronger and renewed in God's love, and my faith was stronger than ever. During that time, I felt like I was controlling my life and those around me. Now, I still find myself doing this today, and when I do, nothing goes the way I planned it. Especially in this last week, it has been really hard for me and my family, and I felt that my my faith was slipping away again. i come to realize that the only thing I can control in my life is my faith and love for God. Especially in this last week, I saw a beloved family member die, and I believed that God was wanting to cause me pain and suffering and put my family through that as well. It was hard to believe my motto that everything happens for a reason, but... That wasn't applicable here. God doesn't put us through suffering because he wants to harm us. He puts us through these hard moments because he knows it will test our faith. Especially through the turmoils of our life, it's hard to believe in God's almighty plan. But when he begins to trust him and the plans he has for our lives, he will bring us everything we ever dreamed of and more. This is a hard thing to gauge because when we're going through these moments, we never realize it. But it takes patience, trust, and faith. And without those principles, we start to question our faith and the reality of our faith is always, when in reality our faith is always within us. You might not get that promotion at work or a loved one of yours might pass away, but all of those situations are painful. And God has a greater purpose for all those events in our lives. When we suffer and lose, we go to God. But when we win and we're happy, we tend to forget God was behind it. It sometimes takes time to realize how God was working in our lives this time a year ago. Something I've personally realized within the last year is to cherish those moments I have with my loved ones, because nothing is forever. It also takes a moment of reflection to see how God has worked in your life. So I hope you leave here today and realize the amount of God, love ha- that love God has for you, because he does everything for a reason, and because without purpose, there is no meaning. Thank you.
2: Good morning, my name is Mitchell Pelham and welcome to Youth Sunday. And by the way, yes, I am the brother from the butterfly story, okay. (laughs) To begin, I'd like to invite you to listen to the word of the Lord from John. You will always have the poor among you, but you won't always have me. The word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. First of all, I'd like to provide a little bit of context for this verse. It was six days before the Passover, and Jesus had traveled to Bethany, where Lazarus, Mary, and Martha all lived. Jesus had joined them for a wonderful meal. But as they sat down at the table, something strange happened. See, Mary had taken a large amount of very expensive perfume and had begun to wash Jesus' feet with it. Judas, who was also at the dinner, immediately began protesting Mary's actions, questioning why they hadn't sold the perfume and given the money to the poor. The verse we just heard was Jesus' response. What Jesus says in this passage is something that I think we can all take a message from, and that is what I would like to focus on today. When I was in ninth grade, my aunt was diagnosed with lung cancer. At the time, we weren't sure what the prognosis was or even what stage the cancer was. My dad had gone to North Carolina to visit many times, driving his sister to appointments or simply being there just to support her. My sister and I, on the other hand, hadn't really gotten to see her. It wasn't that we didn't want to see her, but you see school sports and FFA had pretty much taken up all of our time, leaving little room for spontaneous trips. Well, fast forward a year and we find ourselves in the middle of a pandemic. School had been moved to online and pretty much all of our extracurricular activities had been canceled. During this time, my dad had traveled to North Carolina for one of his routine trips. Well, one morning, my sister and I had the brilliant idea that we would just drive to North Carolina to visit my dad and aunt. Now you have to remember, my sister and I had only had our licenses for two months, and the trip is 17 hours long. So it was reasonable that my parents were a little skeptical. Ultimately, my sister and I were allowed to make the trip, and we had a great time visiting my aunt. However, that would be the last time that we would see her. She passed away that July. Reflecting on that trip today, I have no doubt that it was God's will for that trip to happen. God knew the events that were going to happen, and that trip provided me with an opportunity to say goodbye, even if I didn't know it. I got to tell her about my life, my activities, and my friends, and I'm so grateful to God for putting me in that opportunity. But that trip not only offered me one last opportunity to say goodbye to my aunt, It also helped me strengthen my relationship with my sister. My sister and I have a unique relationship to say the least due to the fact that we're twins. However, we do not attend the same school and we participate in different activities. I would say that for twins, we see each other pretty infrequently. However, that trip helped us reconnect in a special way. While we have always been close, those 17 hours were so special to me in developing our relationship. We got to talk about things we normally wouldn't talk about. From silly conversations to more serious ones, my sister and I were able to deepen and strengthen our unique relationship. And although I didn't expect it, God worked through that trip in order to help strengthen my relationship with my sister, and I'm grateful for that. But it would have been just as easy for that trip to never have happened. My sister or I could have said that we wanted to spend the beginning of summer with our friends. My parents could have said that they weren't comfortable with two 16-year-olds driving 17 hours. But if those excuses had been made, the trip never would have happened. And so when I read this passage, I can't help but see the parallels. In the biblical version, Mary rejects Judas' logic and spends valuable time and perfume on Jesus, as she knows she won't always be able to see him and enjoy him. In my version, my family rejected common sense, and my sister and I took a challenging trip in order to see my aunt. So how does this apply to us? In life, we are going to be faced with many tough situations in which there are two different options. Sometimes one of the options will involve friends or social activities that may seem fun at the time, but can be enjoyed at some other point in life. Perhaps some of the other options include visiting family or loved ones, And trust me, I understand the appeal of spending time with your friends. I mean, who wants to hang out with their family on a weekend? But in this passage, Jesus tells us to prioritize the things we will not always have. We will have plenty of time to spend weekends with our friends at parties or sporting events. However, we won't always have our family members, like grandparents or parents. Now, I'm not saying that family is the only thing that God challenges us to enjoy. In fact, it's only one of many things. Perhaps taking advantage of a scary, yet once-in-a-lifetime opportunity instead of opting for a more traditional option? Maybe it's putting yourself out there and trying something new. Regardless of what the choices are, the general idea remains the same. God challenges us to enjoy the things we will not always have. Thank you.